Hey friends, this is Julie Richards. I'm one of the co-hosts of Community Roots. And today we are going to do an unpack that episode. And I am excited to be here with you to review some books. Uh, this is something that we put together as an idea for people who either don't have time to read all the books or they want a little bit of a sampling to get an idea of a book. Maybe you have the book and you want to read along with me or you want to check it out at the library or these are just ways that we can continue the growing learning healing process that we have as being healthy humans. And this season three of Community Roots, we are doing a, a series of discussions around the idea of being a healthy human. And that is the way that we can show up in the world as our best selves. So we've talked about a handful of different things under that um, main theme, um, as far as nurturing our inner child and having time for reflection and thinking about what we're experiencing in our feelings and our bodies, listening to our bodies. Um, we're going to continue in that, in that series to talk more about our ego states, um, PMLD's functional adult wounded child and adapted adolescent. We're going to be looking at boundaries. We've talked about relationships. So we're going to continue all of that, but I thought we would pause this week so that we can do and unpack that, which we haven't had the chance to do in a while. So the book that I have chosen, I thought would go right along with this theme that we've been working on. It is called Raising Human Beings, Creating a Collaborative Partnership with Your Child. And this is by Ross Green. Um, I was introduced to Ross Green's work through his book, um, the explosive child and this book of raising human beings is one that I'm checking the copyright on, um, is from 2016. And so fairly recent, it's more recent than his, um, explosive child book is one that he is known for and has helped so many parents, um, in their parenting journey. Um, but as I look through this book with you today, I thought it would be kind of fun and creative and different for us to also consider these inner children that we have, these littles, as we've called them, which I, I credit LaShonda Sugg for um, kind of having that terminology to consider these parts of us. We've talked about, you know, part of us may feel different emotions like happy, sad, part of us is conflicted, part of us might be our three-year-old self or our 17-year-old self or um, all these different parts of us that we're considering. And if we step back from all those parts to kind of uh, befriend and attend to what's going on inside of us, we can kind of call those parts our littles. So I, saw, I thought it would be fun. This, this book is a great support for parents who have children in the home, um, but it would also be fun to kind of take a dual lens, I'll call it that, so that we could consider how does this also help us in how we reflect on reparenting as well. 
Um, I love this journey of, of parenting our children, but also reparenting ourselves. So in that regard, everyone is a parent because everyone has a self. Um, people don't always know that they have a self and some people might esteem being selfless, um, which if you know me, that is, I don't think a healthy way to see it. It is important that our relationship with ourself is one that we have our entire life. And so we want to cultivate what is healing, what is growing. We have this opportunity across the lifespan. I really hope to kind of set that vision and inspiration before you so that you can kind of begin to imagine and wonder what it would be like with me if we could show up in the world as our best selves. I really feel like that comes back to what Samuel and I had talked about from the very beginning with this podcast of how do you change the world? We change the world by showing up and being present in all of our relationships to ourself, to our, our partner, our children, our workplace, um, our neighbor in, in society, in the, in the store, on the street, wherever we are, if we show up as our best self. And in order to do that, we have to be able to be reflexive and sit back and, and pause and take notice of what's going on inside of me. And where there are areas that I feel a little bit tripped up or stunted or maybe tangled that need a little bit of extra time and, and attention to be able to, to untangle and to make sense of and to feel more resolved so that I can be more present in my functional adult. So we're going to be talking about that one on our next episode. But for today, let's look at what Ross Green has to say to us about raising human beings. The thing I love about the title is that we are all human beings. And I know that might sound like the most obvious thing, but to me, what he's saying in that as, as we acknowledge human beings we are seeing ourselves in the language that Pia Melody would call same as. So I'm not better than someone else. I'm not less than someone else. As human beings, we are all precious and valuable. And I think what has happened in the movement of behavior modification that goes back um, at least 30 years, possibly 50 years, I would have to look at, at where that started to get kind of indoctrinated into our culture as, you know, we're trying to make a person do something to be compliant, to look a certain way as if we're all supposed to fit a certain mold that we would sit still and we would, um, say the right things, do the right things, be kind of cookie cutters of each other without having any kind of understanding of our unique identity or how we do sensory processing or how our brains are wired. If we're neurodivergent or ADHD or autism or on the spectrum or all of the different ways that we have unique, um, unique selves. Um, we're not factoring that in if all we want is compliant behavior. And so we have to be able to widen our lens a little bit to say, 
um, how do we help raise human beings? And I, and I'm going to expand on this title in my own reflection of this book and in this um, third season that we're in with Community Roots to say, how do we raise healthy humans on this planet who can show up as their best selves? So we're not looking for um, compliance, which means that internally I'm um, completely conflicted and frustrated and upset, but on the outside, I'm maybe stoic or um, just making it look like I'm okay, but I'm really not okay inside. Maybe I'm incongruent inside. Um, instead, what I want from myself and my relationships, my children, I want them to be able to really thrive and to really feel fully alive and fully present and fully able to embrace all that they were made for. And I want that for me too. And I hope dear friends that you want that for you too. And that might be um, thinking outside the box. That might be a stretch today. And so it's okay if you just kind of want to listen in and consider it. Maybe just kind of see if there's something in this um, time together that we share today that inspires you, that makes you curious to take a little bit of a step of reflection into what this can look like. So he says in the introduction, um, let's consider, begin by thinking about the most crucial task of your child's development. He needs to figure out who he is, his skills, preferences, beliefs, values, personality traits, goals, and direction, and get comfortable with it, and then pursue and live a life that is congruent with it. Oh my goodness. I love that so much. I color code everything I underline. If it's in orange, it's like a key thought. This is all in orange, you guys. And then what I do whenever it's really relevant to me, I put a star around it and a circle around the star. And I do that in pink because pink is my favorite color. But it says this next sentence, um, this is going to be this dual awareness that I'm going to add in. It says, as a parent, you have a similar task too. You too need to figure out who your child is, get comfortable with it, and then help him live a life that is congruent with it. So the dual awareness that we're going to look at and reflect on for a moment together is I need a sense of self, right? Like my goal in my life, if I'm going to show up on this planet as Julie and I'm going to be my best self, I'm going to be my, my best um, wife, mom, friend, um, therapist, neighbor, person in relationship. If I am going to be my best self, I have to know a sense of who I am and a sense of how I'm unique in the world. And maybe there's no one quite like me, but I'm same as with everyone. We are all precious and valuable. I'm not better than, I'm not less than, but I'm going to figure out and I'm going to be figuring out over time because it actually changes as we grow and develop. Um, but, but I'm going to be looking at, and you, friend, you, listener, are also considering your sense of self, your skills, preferences, beliefs, values, personality traits, goals, and direction. And we're working to get comfortable with it so that we can pursue and live a life 
that is congruent with it. What we would call that in kind of psychodynamic terms is a cohesive sense of self that we are, we feel comfortable in our skin. We feel good of how we can show up in the world, even in our frailty, even in our humanity, even in our limits that we can still show up in the world as our best self. And we can be learning and we can be growing and we can be having an impact and having a voice and bringing good and light and hope in the world in whatever way um, our own unique self shows up to do that. And so as a parent where we have a task to figure out who our child is, if you are a parent and you're doing that with your child, yes, absolutely. Help them figure out who they are so that they can live a life that is congruent and true to themselves. And then if you're not a parent of a child, remember your littles. Remember that your inner child needs to have a voice and you need to be finding what are these things that matter to you? Who is this co cohesive sense of self for you? So Ross Green continues on to say that the balance is between having influence and helping your child live a life that is congruent with who he is. And he says, this is hard to achieve because most conflict comes between parents and kids when the balance is out of whack. The collaborative, non-punitive, non-adversarial approach to parenting that he describes in this book helps us to maintain and keep the lines of communication open. So we're going to look at this gap between what's the expectation, what does society say, what does um, our, maybe our upbringing say, what does our, um, the voices in our head, so to speak of these expectations of who we should be and who we could potentially become. Um, we need to find a balance between what the expectation is and what the, the child's skills and preferences, beliefs, and values and personality traits, um, who they're able to, to bring that balance into everyday life and help them participate together, solving problems together that affect their lives and to go about it in ways that foster the most desirable human instincts. We all need the same thing. We need balance. We need to be able to consider what is our, our role and what are these outside expectations that are placed on us. He talks about this um, partnership is one in which collaboration rather than power is the key ingredient. So collaboration says that this partnership is going to help you and your kid work together as allies, as teammates, rather than adversaries. A partnership that will help you forge a relationship that works for both of you, that gives you both room to grow, that provides your child with the solid foundation he needs to someday spread his wings and fly. It turns out that what you're mostly looking for as a parent is actually influence, not control. 
And there's more than one way to get that influence, news, Ross Green says. He says one path involves power and coercion, and there's the another path, one that enhances much communication and improves relationships and better prepares kids for what a lot. But if you use your influence in the wrong way, you're going to have even less. And as you might have so again, going back to that idea of behavior modification, it is not that we are just trying to force someone into being a certain way. It is more as he's talking through this book about how do we respect and honor and care for mutually each other as human beings? How do I see the best in someone? How do I help support areas that they need more help and the ability to grow? What's holding them back? And as we reflect on reparenting ourselves, the same is true for us. Like, what are the areas that maybe we try to push too hard? Maybe we expect things from ourselves as if we're a machine, as if we can just um, demand and, and criticize ourselves like a slave driver to be a perfectionist, to be um, more productive, to accomplish more, instead of realizing that some days what we need the most is some rest. Some days what we need is to ask for help and to consider what are the areas that I'm trying to do too much and I need to reevaluate and I need to pause and consider my own limits. This is part of reparenting too. This is part of showing up as your best self and taking care of yourself. And what I realize as I reflect on that is that that's what secure attachment is all about. We talked about attachment a couple episodes ago. It's this attunement of I'm going to help your needs to get met. I'm going to be there to hear what you really need. And I see you and I hear you and I'm going to be responsive to you. I'm going to help show up in the world so that you can show up in the world. Do you hear the collaboration in that? So it's the agreement I have with myself. That when my body's saying slow down or when my body's saying I'm thirsty or I'm tired or I'm hungry or I need nutrients or maybe I need a doctor or I need a dentist or I need uh, even just time with a friend, whatever it is that I'm needing, when my body's telling me that, I'm going to be responsive to that. And if it's my child and my child is saying I'm stressed out, I'm overwhelmed, I'm going to stop what I'm doing and I'm going to make room and I'm going to listen. And I'm going to be attuned and care for and be with my child in the midst of exactly what they're going through. So it's not a reliance on power and control of power over someone else. It's not a matter of making someone compliant or conform to something of a societal standard. It's about being able to listen and see and hear the person in front of you and to honor that and welcome that and be there to support that. So chapter two in Ross Green's book, I want to make sure we take a moment to, to get to this because I think this is the crux of what is going on in parenting challenges all the time. Um, it's this idea that he calls incompatibility. And as I'm beginning to quote the, the start of the chapter, he says, every kid has the same task, right? It's the way we started this book. 
It's to figure out who she is, her skills, preferences, beliefs, values, personality traits, goals, and direction, get comfortable with it, and then pursue and live a life that is congruent with it. And that your job is to also figure out who your child is, get comfortable with it, help her live a life that is congruent with it. Notice, he says, that it's not your task to mold the lump of clay, which is your child, into the form that you envisioned. She's not a lump of clay, and you don't have that kind of power. You also want your kid to benefit from your experience, wisdom, and values. In other words, you want to have influence. That influence is exerted through your expectations, and our expectations include Um, things about family members and health and like student grades and effort and work habits and being members of society that treat other people and um, how we are responsible to the community at large and abiding by the laws. And it's also about being able to learn um, how to have, have a living and function independently but your expectations can't be blind. They must be matched to your child's skills, preferences, beliefs, values, personality traits, goals, and direction. He calls those their characteristics. So there's an incompatibility gap that happens when this expectation that is placed from the outside, whether it's our own ideals or the demands of society, Some of those are unspoken or unwritten, but they are kind of expectations of this is the way everybody has to do it. So you better, you better do it like everybody else. So there's this gap between what that expectation is and that own unique individual's characteristics and then what their outcome becomes. Ross Green says that life is far less stressful and your child doesn't need a partner quite so much when there's compatibility between their characteristics and the world's demands and expectations. It's incompatibility or struggling that stresses kids and parents out and that sets the stage for a variety of disadvantageous responses in both kids and their caregivers. Yet it's also incompatibility that it's the impetus for growth and resilience. So this incompatibility Russ Russ Green's talking about isn't all bad. It's actually um, that the conflict that accompanies incompatibility is the part that isn't good or necessary. So we have to pay close attention to whether our child needs help to overcome the incompatibility or if they can manage it on their own. Maybe some of that is a growing edge that they are learning and that they need a chance to stretch their wings and build some skills. But other times there's almost a magic, he calls it. And if they do need your help, that you are there to handle things with them and give them more support. So we are constantly trying to Um, be attuned and interpret how to be responsive to the signs that they're giving us that they're feeling this incompatibility and this struggle and this challenge. And where can we give um, 
more support? Where can we see them a little bit more clearly? Because their behavior is communication. It's telling us, it's giving us a sign that this is just too much for them in that moment. It could be because they're tired. It could be because they're hungry. It could be because this skill is requiring higher executive functioning than what they have in that moment. And it's hard because sometimes we expect either from our kids or from ourselves that we'll always be consistent and that if we can do a skill, we'll automatically do it. And it just doesn't work that way. Um, as humans, some, some days we can show up in our best selves and some days we're really struggling, aren't we? So we want to be noticing that when we have this gap, are there things that we can do um, to help meet them in the struggle, to show them a sense of collaboration and teamwork? What matters, Russ Green talks about, is how we as parents, and again, consider this for you reparenting your inner child as well. He says, how attuned and responsive you are to your child and her needs, how you handle the stress and frustration, your level of resilience and patience, um, the type of relationship that you are envisioning having, having with your child and what you thought it would be like to be a parent, how you relate and interact with your child, how much time you spend together, that you actually enjoy hanging out with your child, um, how much you are pulled away from parenting by work or other distractions, how your awareness is of how your own behavior is affecting your child and your sensitivity to whether the expectations you're placing on your child are reasonable and realistic. So this is something for us to sit with, like how much of our frustrations or incompatibility? Are we trying to um, achieve some kind of identity or reputation or something that is beyond what is reasonable or possibly beyond what is sustainable? And do we have a way to pause, to reflect and say, hold on a second, let me get back to the core of who am I how have I been uniquely designed to show up in this world to make a difference? And let me be true to that. So I know there's so much more in Ross Green's book, and this is not a thorough, um, you know, there's so obviously so much more that he will go into and talk about further if you want to understand um, how to parent from this lens. But I think it's it's pretty built brilliant. If you are having um, behavior challenges and looking to, instead of being against your child, to look at how can we collaborate? How do we solve, solve problems together? How do we see where there might be some lagging skills? How do I see where I might be contributing to how hard things are because I'm pushing too hard or, or too much? So he goes through with you some different options that you have. Um, different possibilities for how to solve these unsolved problems um, and to be aware of where are the sticking points and what are things that we can do differently. So it's a great um, resource for you in your parenting 
um, children, but then also consider with me today, even if you don't ever pick up the book, just consider with me today, how are we doing taking care of our littles? Going back to that episode that we had on nurturing our inner child, or as Samuel said, our inner plant, um, do your plants need some watering? Do they need some sunshine or some nurture? Um, do we have the foundation within ourselves to have a secure sense of self, to be able to have a secure attachment where I can show up um, knowing that I'm going to be the best human I can be and I'm going to make mistakes and I'm going to have needs and I'm going to be learning and growing and some days I'll get it right and some days I won't and that's okay and that I, I extend that same graciousness to somebody else in my relationships. Um, so I hope this has been inspiring. I really enjoy the time with you. I always do. Um, and I miss Samuel and Sarah um, whenever it's just me with you, the listeners, but I also cherish the time that any of you would take to spend with us and to also spend with yourself and and your own healing journey and your growth. We would love to hear from you. If you would like to reach out to us um, through Facebook, our Community Roots podcast um, is on Facebook. You can reach out to us through Gmail, um, communityroots.pod at gmail.com. Um, we are always considering the community and who is out there listening, who else wants to be a healthy human with us and grow with us and join the conversation. Um, we are happy for our circle to widen and to welcome you in and to give you a place where you can feel like it resonates with you and it makes some sense and gives you more support. That would be our greatest hope and desire. So um, reach out to us. Let us know if you have any questions, things that you want us to be processing on our episodes. We always love listener questions and finding out how this is helping you um, in your own um, healing journey, growth journey, families, relationships. Um, we are happy to be a part of that and to give you strong support. So thanks so much for listening and we will look forward to seeing you on Community Roots.